brought to you by Chill Fit Cryo. Are you suffering from sports injuries, chronic pain, sleep disorders, or depression? Are you willing to try something that only requires three minutes of your time? Then you need to get some cryotherapy from Chill Fit Cryo in your life. Our friends at Chill Fit Cryo in Tempe, Arizona, have been helping people with these issues for over 10 years. I've actually been seeing them for over five years to help me with injury prevention and rapid injury repair. When I tore cartilage in my ribs before a pajama wrestling tournament, Paul and his team got me back on the mat as quickly as possible. Uh, my drugs of choice are full body cryo and the cryo zone. Chillfit Cryo has allowed me to sleep better due to my shift work and also recover faster from workouts. Some of the benefits of cryotherapy include reduced inflammation and flushing of toxins from the body, increased blood circulation and increased energy, improved sleep quality, targeted rapid injury repair, decreased fatigue and soreness, and a bunch of other things. Chill Fit Cryo, Recover, Reset, Restore. They're located on University and the 101 in Tempe. You can find more information about them at their website and on Instagram at chillfitcryo.com. That's C-H-I-L-L-F-I-T-C-R-Y-O. Chill Fit Cryo, Recover, Reset, Restore. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Make the Difference Podcast. Today is going to be probably, I'm most excited for this podcast because I didn't think this podcast would ever happen, but in the studio today we have um, the pretty much the man for our organization in jiu-jitsu, Carlson Gracie Jr. His father, Carlson Gracie Sr., was the one that started it. He's here in the room, they just flew in from Florida, and then Sergio Zimmerman, who is also a black belt from our school under your dad or under... Uh, Adel Zidis. Okay. Adel Zidis, my father, yes. Okay, so uh, part of that lineage here, he lives in Germany, um, so he's, he, he's come a long way to talk to us. Today, they're just going to talk to us kind of about their journey, how they got into jiu-jitsu, um, and you know, how they grew up, because they grew up in a uh, very different time and era than most of Americans, so we kind of want to hear their story, and there's plenty of people in the jiu-jitsu world that kind of want to hear these guys speak. Uh, as always, I have Chris Stewart in the room with us. And then uh, since we're poor and can only afford four microphones, my coach is also in the room, <laughs> Alex Sandoval, uh, who his podcast was episode 40. Um, so if you want to listen to that one, that, that one's out there. But uh, without further ado, Carlson Gracie Jr., Sergio, thanks for coming. Pre- appreciate you guys being here. And kind of what we do is we'll start with you. Can you kind of tell us like where you're born and just kind of go from there? Well, uh, born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, 1969. So, um, and I grew there, you know. So, uh, my father was already legend in the neighborhood. I mean, the Grace family in general, because we all mostly live there, you know. So that's uh, pretty much the neighborhood, Copacabana Beach. Okay. Oh wow. That's uh, okay. the, the neighborhood I grow. And um, I mean, when did you start? Did your did your dad start your jujitsu at like three years old, two years old? Well, two and a half. I started going to the gym already. <laughs> wow. okay. uh, mostly was, you know, like a game thing. Yeah. But uh, until you start to go out to fight, but it will all lead up like uh, games, and you know, and my daddy usually take control of all of that. Make it fun. And. Um, Kind of fun, but very pushy, so... Okay. Uh, challenge, challenge, very challenge. Okay. Did you have you have brothers and sisters? I have uh, one sister. Also, uh, two sisters, but for the same marriage, one, okay. one sister, and she trained it too. 
And she was actually the tougher ones of all. <laughs> she used to beat the other guys. You know? Really? Yeah. Uh, is she black belt? Did she, no, did she, she stopped training because there's not too many women back in the days. Gotcha. It was like a main, main sport. So, mm-hmm. uh, so she's not. It's not like now, you know? Gotcha. D- different gotcha. times. Different times. Um, as you were growing up, did you go to school like most kids do? Or did you train more yeah, than? Yes, so I, I graduated. Uh, I went to school and I graduated college too. Okay. So as a physical education college. I think Alex was saying, uh, did you wrestle in college? Uh, I wrestled to the national team from Brazil. Okay. I was uh, the Greco-Roman team. so, And I actually did the judo too. So when did on. you... Uh, so you started two and a half, but when did you start in competition? Well, back in the days, they, they because their federation was a newly, so they have a, a lot of internet tournaments, you know, like a real academy against academy or small tournaments. <coughs> but uh, real tournament, I would say 1975. So you're like six years old? Yeah. Like six, yeah, seven years old? Yeah, six, seven. I get to watch Alex coach jun- his his junior. Mm-hmm. Was your dad harder on you than everybody else? Yeah, yeah. So it w- was very hard, and uh, I mean, he just want to make sure everybody's learning, and you know, uh, you know, take the time to get to the next level. So uh, belt promotion was not something like happening much. Yeah. Like you know what a, that's like from over here. So, <laughs> like uh, nowadays, people expect the belt promotion stuff like that. Back in the days, was no belts. Uh, Absolutely no belt colors. White and light blue for students. Like a light blue is black, and dark blue is instructor. So are you huh. white or are you black? So, that's it. That's it. So. So then you go to a tournament. Pretty much everybody fights everybody. Well. Uh, that was not established tournament. It was oh. like a, it's like whatever they call the fight to win and stuff like this. Right, right. That's why it used to be back in the day. So I mean, were those? But uh, with, with, with not all these promotion and stuff like, so it's like a real tough people going in. I, I was gonna say like you go from gym to gym. Those uh, were they were they more jujitsu or more like fighting? Now or back? Back. Both. Okay. Yeah, because. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu, that back in the days, who signed up in the gyms is because they literally don't want to get ass kicked on the street. <laughs> so That's why I signed up. I mean, like, uh, usually the, the parents, they, they send the kids uh, to, you know, develop them, you know, like a self-confidence and stuff. So they usually sh- send them to Jiu-Jitsu school, you know. And they have all the sports, too. Judo, Jiu-Jitsu is, like, pretty much almost the same, the system. We're more, I mean, elaborate on the ground. Right. But we learn everything, uh, what they learn for takedowns, but it was not part of a, mainly part of the tournament. Gotcha. It was like, a, you, you, you get the throw, you get two points, and judo, they work a lot in mobilizations for a pin, it's like, it's like the way they, and then we develop more in the ground. Gotcha. So... Yeah, and uh, we have the self-defense classes where father usually teach, uh, not only for kids but for females and for adults too. And uh, we have uh, the fighting training where we're picking up kids and put the gloves 
and say you have to try deep squeeze and <laughs> we have to like defend and take to the ground you know to to be able to uh, control huh? there's some kind of situation happening on the street so we train more for life day by day you know right right and in between that like one it's like every tournament now you can every weekend if you want to compete if you have a financial condition you can yeah it's always a tournament regardless which part of the world right back in the days it's like one two tournaments a year more like uh, intern things like uh, you know i take my kids to school and then we do a like a personal challenge or I mean, develop right so then uh, we go outside and fight some more <laughs> yeah, and then you know that's kind of build character, no? Right, right. Because the challenge uh, situation, so it's one thing: or you break, or you go through. So uh, that's what is mostly the the people sign up for jujitsu. And uh, they're, I mean, from the kids, the parents say. Right. For uh, adults, is the one way to get in the you know the butt kicked in the street. So they they say, oh, I want to learn jujitsu. Want to see if you know I can like protect myself was it um, having a having an important father in in jiu-jitsu was that more difficult growing up or was or were there benefits to that what, what well, do you think? I, it was a day by day you know I, I never noticed who's my father was until probably 15 16 because oh, okay. people met my father they know if you don't know who he is you never know he's a martial arts fighter because he's actor. I mean, so famous. He was so famous. You don't know he was who he was. Right. Yeah, his dad's so famous. There's statues like right. in Brazil right. and stuff like that. All yeah, like but uh, you, you couldn't figure out if you don't know who he is and if you don't know about jiu-jitsu. But if you think about it, people think they are so cool or whatever. But we are a minority sport in the world, you know. So I don't know why they act so like, you know. They are the best in the world. I mean, I understand, but... Come on, it's having people good in different sports too. No? So, like, that's where the humility and being humble kind of comes yeah, into so play. Yes, that's right? why I never figured out gotcha. who he was until I go to school and people, you know, the sports start developed uh, in the middle 80s, you know, mm-hmm. early 80s. So, it was, that's around when I was 15, 16. And then it started to send Gracie and Carlson Gracie and start more, you know. But you probably had to have a pretty big target on your back for people to want well, to come get you, Well, then I right? start seeing that, the targets coming. Yeah. yeah. No, after yeah. a while, I start seeing the targets coming from not only outside, but inside too. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, I mean, but I think uh, I was meant to prepare for that because, like I said. Because your sister? Was, <laughs> my, my, dad was, my dad was pretty intense for whoever trained with him. No... He was preparing your mind and uh, technical and uh, physically well for any kind of challenge. So you don't get surprised by anything. <laughs> Did you ever get to see your dad fight? Uh, I've seen spar and uh, spar with him too. So it's, <laughs> it's very quite, it's quite interesting. Okay. So I thought it was going to be completely different. But I mean, for my side, right? For his side, he knew... <laughs> He did. <laughs> so who actually trained with him know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So like uh, we did an interview together. He said like, I know I told him like, 
you know, she went to do a demonstration. He don't even answer. And Jesus said, okay, so do whatever you want and I'll take care of the rest. So it's not to set it up. Next thing I know, it was already being a Kimura. So <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to say I did not try. I didn't go 100%. Of course. But uh, when you know the person knows the technique and it has been done so many times, he make it happen without you see, you know, like a, you get the throw and you try to recompose your guard next thing you know, you're already done. Right. So, you know, like, wow. Was like, I mean, was not even a sparring session, like we set up for sparring, but you can see the domination, control, and balancing like perfect, you know. Because how big was your dad? I would say one, one eight. I would say five nine, five ten. Okay, but yeah, but but mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, have to be mean, right? So the pressure, pressure is very strong. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like I got throw and, you know, and then to try to recompose guard the knee and the stomach right away. Over. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was so simple and well done. It was like I couldn't figure out what's going on. The uh, the academy back then, like, can you kind of describe that? Because the, the academies I know now, because, you know, I'm very new to this. Like, they're beautiful. Like, great mats, great facilities. Like, everything is, is perfect. Like, Alex's gym is super, super nice. Was it more... Because um, I've, I've seen some old videos where the mats, I'm like, God, dude, they're on those oh, mats. Oh, that's... Uh, I don't even know how to say the material. The tatami mats, but I don't know the name of the material they put on the top. Is this, if you actually scratch your body, they'll just get like a, you know... Yeah, yeah, they're really rough, rough, right? rough. Rough, very rough. Yeah. yeah. And, and they old because it was the sport was not well developed, so it's not something you can get new and you know. Yeah, no air conditioning, no, no, air no conditioning, heat, nothing no, no. like that, right? No, and uh, well, academy back in the day, you know, the academies I haven't been with my father, you know, were teaching. Uh, we have a school back in the house when he decided to leave in uh, Niterói City, is a city over the other side of the bay of Rio de Janeiro. Mm -hmm. So he maintained a school in Rio and one in Niterói City. So, but he he decided to go back to Rio, you know? He said, ah, forget about this. So, but he did work there. And uh, some of uh, the, his old students, they all training there. And then the Academy Rio, he has a school I wasn't born yet. It's right in front where he has the statue in Rio de Janeiro. Mm -hmm. And the other one is the same place has been since 1972. That's where he used to have a school with Carlos Gracie. Okay. So they uh, have a school together. So there, uh, at first, it was only one building. And this building, it was a split by days. So you get the big mat at night, uh, at day, like my uncle, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, my father, no, my father Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and host Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, and the, the bottle range was two mats, you know, area, and there's the office. So, it was a three rooms, small rooms on the bottom, and big room on the top. So, it was kids' class and uh, jujitsu training. So, it's 
any like a regular school or old school style, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you can see in the movies and everything. <laughs> right. Now everything looks so precious, so beautiful. For sure. And uh, white mats everywhere, yeah, white walls. So everywhere. I mean, it's evolution because they start figure out the better quality things to maintain clean and you know the, those mats, man. All the materials go all over the place. You know, the <laughs> Japanese. Oh man, sometimes like. You take somebody down, it's dust go all over. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's not doable. I mean, the, the quantity of people now, that will not even last anything, you know? It's no. not, not durable, like this. Yeah, yeah. This new style, you know? Too nice now. Yeah, but then after a while, uh, that school, uh, they have a different other room. The owner of the building, was, he built another building right beside, and he made an extension. So no more classes on the bottom, mm -hmm. just at the top, two big mats. And then one mat was more for uh, regular students, other mat uh, for the competitors. Gotcha. Uh, at least at night time. Gotcha. How many students would they put in that, put in that area? Usually 25, 30 people each area, okay. but usually more. Right, but depend. After a while, was more people, but back in the days, the classes wasn't that big. Gotcha. It was I mean, it wasn't that popular, and sorry about the word, but people don't have the balls to do it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because it's it's not as nice. Yeah. It is now, so people here say, "Oh, I want to train like old school Brazil." So man, then good luck. No, <laughs> then, then you, you got to do completely different. You might get lost too in America. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At what point did people start traveling to to Rio de to, to start training and recognizing that that is where they wanted to go to train? Well, people start, you know, because many people uh, don't understand, but Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Judo is almost the same but different rules, and uh, the Judo system was implemented on Brazil like any other place else, but. In Brazil, in the high level, because Brazil is the biggest colonization of Japan out of Japan. Really, I never yes. knew that. I did not so know that. So the you know we have a, a very strong judo system. How many uh, Japanese live there? Uh, you think hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, maybe even more. Wow, much, I think much more. Wow, wow, much more, probably million or maybe two million. Oh wow, maybe I mean descendants. You know? So we're going to the beach, we're coming to the beach. So. <laughs> Um, and then the, the, the biggest challenges of the Grace family because they want to implement the judo system and my grandfather want to implement the jujutsu, jujitsu system, which one is the original system. And it's always a, a war between that. So with uh, a lot of, how you say, time of work, and not bowing down for the judo system. Right. That's how jiu-jitsu, each one is the calling the newaza back in the days for judo. So literally start more development towards that, you know. So there was there was there was a rivalry between the judo and and, and yeah. jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So those guys didn't get along. Well, they do because they're all tough. Right. But they love the fight, so I mean so they, it, it's, 
was really about like a fight, you know, it's like a no arguments, no street yeah. fights, nothing. So it is, uh, was the Japanese people and the lineage through that uh, implement uh, the judo system and some of the people going to the, you know, because judo jiu-jitsu is very similar. Right. And, you know, people think jiu-jitsu is only get to the academy and roll. Mm-hmm. This is the what is being sell all over the world because it's more for fitness, more for you know, uh, it's more fun. It's for everybody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, it's, it's it's make it happen. You know, you can go right. tournaments, so it's not like a karate. You get cut at tournaments. Right. Jiu Jitsu have to perform for real. Yeah. Or you perform in the street if somebody attack you. You know, and nowadays they push that towards to MMA and everything, where. Uh, you can, you know, show the skills, no? Mm-hmm. Because it's involved with strikes, defense of strikes, you know, and ground throws. It's all, all involved with jiu-jitsu, but in different kind of directions. Gotcha. So. Was your dad okay with you fighting outside the academy, like in the street? Oh, no, no, no. I was wondering. No, no, he didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. He didn't like that. Uh, one thing it is when it happened, but... The superior superiority of jiu-jitsu that people doesn't know any. Right. It is so big. You don't really need to be flipper. Right. You can just control. Mm-hmm. Take to the ground and hold the same and take it easy, you know. Right. You don't have to hit or do. That's you know. My daddy always say you gotta fight somebody in your level. Somebody knows how to fight. Not against somebody doesn't know anything. Gotcha. But. It, Sometimes you can avoid. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why I was asking, like, do you feel like you had a target on your back? Because I, I would think that target would be all the time, on the street, in the gym. Oh, my, my dad was not only me, everybody. Super pressure. Yeah. 100%. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. How, how much, um, like, between the family, like, did the family always get along or, or was there all? Because we hear about the family tournaments and stuff like that. Like Family was... Very close until my grandfather passed. Gotcha. How old were you when that happened? I would say 1994, maybe. So you're like 22, 23 years old? Other than that. Okay. Uh, Let me see. How old was I? Yeah, probably around that. And that's so when things right, uh, right close around the time the UFC exploded in America. Okay. Hmm. In ninety four, yeah. Yeah, so you've been twenty two or twenty three. I never thought about the dates, yeah. Yeah. Did did you watch that first UFC fight? Yeah, I watched the first UFC fight. That's yeah. crazy, man. I mean, it's very different than what it is now, right? Right, for sure. Yeah. And it, and like we've heard the stories, so maybe you can confirm them like um who was chosen to fight wasn't necessarily the best one in the family to fight. That's, uh, I mean. Not that he was back bad. In the, back in the days, like I would say, you know, we have a Hicks of good fought, you know. You're right. Uh, yeah, but they want to prove. Uh, that a smaller uh, man could go in there and beat. Yeah. Yeah, because Hicks are looking much bigger. Yeah. I read his book. On, he sounded like he was probably one of the, one of the top dogs in the family, right? Well, I think everybody has a turn, right? It was yeah. my daddy's turn, and then Hall's turn, and his turn. Okay. And 
Did they actually do family tournaments? Because because in the book he kind of talks about them having a family tournament where they would. Well, they did have a trials back in the days. Right. Between the, always start one academy and then my father opened his academy. Then Holes worked with him. It's a true school operated the same place. Right. They have the Grace Academy for Idil, and uh, the people for Idil Grace Society train with Idil, and the, the, the uh, Carlos Grace Society train with Holes, and slash with my father. Gotcha. But you know, with my father. Because they kind of split. Like one went more towards fighting. One went more towards self defense. Right. Well, we all did, but I think uh, the Carlos Grace side was like because my dad fought MMA, defend the side defending for so many years. So I guess we have a more in common people really towards to that kind of system. You know? Right, because I see like today, like I fight for you, and then um, like Gracie Baja, like they're it's completely like they don't even feel the same, they don't look the same. I don't feel like the people act the same. Well, they, they have a very strong team too. I mean, I think like we well know as a past pressure, and mm-hmm. I think it is all coming for the type of training we used to have because my dad was expecting you be with you all the time, huh? right? So I mean, I think every team nowadays they have a, some good quality for past fights. Yeah, uh, for sure. But we we push very hard. It is a part of the tournament. Is a set we like, and I think maybe that's why the team, you know, like the guys feel more stronger than the others. Right, right. Could be, you know. Yeah, I think, I think. Uh, but just back in the days, you know, like you asked about the, what's going on. So <coughs> when it started the tournaments, the federation was developed. So it's not like nowadays we have so many people training, and you could. You, you, you can put like a three, four, five, six guys in one bracket. You have to do a trial to become a team member. And the first trial was, was done by Gracie Academy. So Gracie Academy go out to the tournament as one team. Gotcha. But we have the inter trials. Right. And the majority of the people are going uh, was from my father. So most 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 of the people on the team were from your dad's coaching. Well, at first, right, and then through the time, my father decided to do his own thing. How'd that go over? And <laughs> and Halls was doing his own thing too. You know, right. family issues. You know, I don't want to go to there because yeah, they go different direction. What are we talking about? But literally, is because the Carlos Grace majority number of competitors, and second ones was from Holes, because Holes was training with my father. Right. He, he see a new way of fighting and develop, so he got the taste of uh, toughness, and he trained his students the kind of same way my daddy trained, was different of the other side of the family. Gotcha. So the minority of the people going to tournaments with the group of Ilu Gracie. So I think that caused a little problem because it's not even in. Yeah, well. Oh, and then each one decided to get their own team. Then that's when, and, that's when all that and started. I'm telling you, if that never happened, 
we'd never be sitting here. For sure, yeah, never, yeah. never would be. It's probably only a matter of time before all that kind of happened, anyway, right? It's hard yeah. to keep that together. For many for reasons, uh, because my father, you know, like uh, back in the days when Edith Gracie lost for Valdemar Santana, if it wasn't my father, it was not a Bia Gracie <laughs> fighter in the family, according to the lineage. Like my father just have a Robinson Gracie as his brother, I have a father. And the rest is all women, so it will be taking 10 years to actually get a new fighter for the family, a list. And it has to be a good one. And probably Valdemar Santana is already retired. That I makes mean, sense. To clean the name of the family. Huh? Right. I'm not saying you have a different other fighter, but at least in that issue, the Jiu Jitsu name will be on uh, Santana family. You know? Gotcha. And my father was friends with Valdemar Santana. Well, a lot going on there. So, so you're 15 or 16. You kind of figure out who your dad is. Do they? Have, what's high school in Brazil? Like, do they have regular high school or just all? They have a school. Yeah, we do. Okay. We do everything. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I start figuring out because it's like that's where the surf companies start investing in tournaments. Right, pull that like mic a, just a little bit closer. Okay. Here. Like a, some uh, some Perfect. guys from uh, how do you say uh, big company, like I would say names like Rip Coral, Billabong. Uh, okay, you know mm -hmm. some companies like that. Mm -hmm. They start investing money in tournaments. Hmm. So with you know the Playboys, you know, right? They start seeing like oh this Jiu Jitsu thing looking cool, and <laughs> they try to get involved with, but. And then the schools start developing. And so that's when my father, you know, like right around, right before this happened, that's when my father separated with, uh, has his own team competed, and Halls has his own team. Right. So I would say that's like a 1983, 82. Okay. That's when it started big tournaments. So I started competing those tournaments on 1986. So you're 17, 17 years old? 16 years old. Yeah. So, and I start competing in an adult class weight, you know? At 17? At 16. Okay, at 16. And you have, and that's still wearing a light blue belt? I will, that's already have a belt. Okay. The belt system was was uh, developed in 1973. Okay. So everything before was underground tournaments, <laughs> in, awesome. inter, in, in, internal tournaments. Right. Like, you know, you bring your students, you, you know, we all fall here, bring each one of your students. We do an intern tournament and thing, you know. Why don't we do that, Alex? Come on. <laughs> like a do dojo storm, you know? Yeah. That, that. Well, it was, it was very good. Uh, I think, it, you know, my daddy and the, the other guy, uh, Master Munir Salomão, he's already dead. Uh, he was a good friend of my father, so they are together, my, my, my father for the south zone. And him for the north zone. Okay. He he developed the, the group and to you know and from him and from my father and from uh, like a different teachers back in the days. That's how everything is going through all all way up to here now. You know? Gotcha. So it's at sixteen. You're competing as a brown black blue, blue belt. At just as a blue belt fighting adult. Yeah, my my daddy say uh, say like it's a tournament. Your name in so. 
uh, you didn't have a choice, huh? No, no. He said, you, you win and you're going to compete. And I said, okay. All right. That, that's just how it was. So at 16, fires a blue belt. Is there like a national tournament at that time? Well, we started when the surf company started coming. It was probably around uh, between four to eight tournaments of the first years. Okay. And then the, the sport exploded in a certain level where... You know, it's rivalry from academies like Carso Grace, Baja Grace, and you know, and uh, and you're around how old at that time? Uh, then I would start going to brown black belt already, okay. but it was it was going on, you know. Right. Is it outside of Brazil at any point at, at this time? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So I think the first tournament outside Brazil was '95, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the Hawaiian tournament, uh, okay. Pan America. Oh, wow. So I think it was '95. Okay. So uh, literally, like uh, people, you know, like, go crazy the tournaments. Yeah, well, I've seen some of the old videos. I mean, there's there's a lot going on. And then came UFC. That's why they chose Hoyce to you know to fight. Yeah, because they can prove the minimal strength. Maximum efficiency, but everybody knows you have to have some strength. No? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you have to be strong first. <laughs> that's, that's what we always say. So then you went to college, and then you continued to wrestle, and then do jujitsu kind of on the I side. Judo, all the same. Man, that's a lot. A lot, yeah. My whole life was doing, you know, this. That's a pretty good life, though. I'd take that for sure. And uh, um, when 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 did you? Go. When did your dad move to America to start? My daddy, um, he came for the fight. Hoist has. Okay. If I'm not wrong, it was in North Carolina. If I'm not wrong, in 1994 or something okay. like that. And then all right after that is this opportunity of an open school in California. And he came and they started school there. And like a few weeks after, he calls, oh, I have a fight for you. <laughs> okay. I will put your name. You're going to fight. And I was like, okay. When? Oh, September. I said, okay, okay. So you come and you, no, fight in November. You come in September. I said, okay. So, Could you really say no? Well, I would not say no. <laughs> right. I, I would not. Yeah. And you were in college at that time where you said you're going to come and... I would finish college, and uh, yeah, I was I was running the academy in Brazil. Okay. When my father came to America. So after college, straight to run the academy. Your dad's in California with an academy there. He started with the academy there. Okay. You know, didn't last that long. We moved for a different place, then another place, and then he ended up moving to Chicago. Yeah. To work with me, yeah. Why Chicago. Well, I was going back home, and somebody called me when I opened a school in Chicago. I said, why not? <laughs> so uh, it was like a diversion of uh, trying to stay in America. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I said, I have to find something solid to stay here. Otherwise, I go back to Brazil, which you want to have a you know, good life. Right. Copacabana Beach, whoever be there, it's not bad. Yeah, pretty you good. Know? Prince of Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> could, could not be bad. Right? Yeah. You know, and... Uh, I went to Chicago. I hate at first. 
That's your, that was your nickname? Pretty soon, pretty soon. I mean, they put it this. Yeah, not you, but somebody else gave it to you. Oh, the, the guys for the show, the prince. Everybody <laughs> make fun of me. He's the prince. <laughs> well, what can I say? Yeah. Well, and uh, they asking me, oh, you want to come to Chicago, to, you know, to see because we plan to open a school. So then I went. That's not like Rio de Janeiro. No, no. It's, uh, <laughs> I always like, <laughs> I got there, man. I went to suburbs, huh? Aurora. I went to Aurora yeah. in the suburbs. It was right after a brutal winter. All the trees didn't have nothing. And I looked at the thing and I said, what the hell is this, man? They burn in these trees? And I said, hey, what is the leaves? Oh, it's a winter. Everything falls. And I'm like, Oh. Yeah, there's no winter in Brazil, yeah, the right? Ground yeah. smoky coming out the ground. <laughs> yeah. And everything gray. I said, I look like yeah. I'm in the thriller, you know? <laughs> the video. Yeah. Scary movie. <laughs> yeah. And I said, and then I went to downtown and I see downtown. So it's cool, nice. Should I hang out here? And then I, I went back to Florida, went back to Brazil. And I said, you know what? I'm coming back for the grand opening of the gym. So I went to Chicago and I see in the summer. And I said, wow, that's nice. You real deep and warm. And I said, how, how cold? Oh, get cold, but you know, whoever lived there. Yeah. If you're asking me and you don't know about, I say, how cold? And I said, yeah, not so bad. <laughs> I mean, it is cold, but people live there, they used to, right? Right. So, I mean, otherwise you have a chance to move. How old were you? 26. Were you young? Were you married at the time yet, or no? No, no, not married. Still just, still just teaching jujitsu, doing that, competing. I did watch your your uh, MMA fight. How how old were you? Twenty, right before. Um, okay. Right before I moved there, yeah. Gotcha. And then there, just teaching, coaching, running the and academy. Then I, and then I stayed there, yeah, until yeah. now. Okay. All right. We'll we'll pause you right there, okay. Sergio. Let's hear your side of it. So, born where? I born in Rio de Janeiro. 77. Yeah. 1977. Yeah. Born there. Did you, were brothers, sisters? I have two brothers, two sisters. Yeah, my, my, the, the side of my mother, from my family, it's a German. And for my father, it's Brazilian. My mother moved from Germany to, to Rio when I was a kid because of the war. Oh, so for World War Two, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Then, that's it. Yeah, then you're there, and you're. Where do you fall for like age in your family? Like, are you the youngest, the middle? I'm the youngest. Okay, the youngest one. You're the baby. Yeah. Did <laughs> brothers and sisters do jujitsu? No one of them. You're the first one. The first one. How, how did you get into it? Uh, I was used to train kickboxing. Okay, so you started as a kickboxer. Yeah, like uh, I don't know if ten years old, maybe twelve years old, and then in the school. Uh, in the lunchtime, where I used to play as a kid, yep. and I have a friend who trains jujitsu, and every day in this in this lunchtime when we are playing, we play like a fight, you know. And he put me down every time. Every time he put me down, <laughs> you know. And I I got really angry with it. <laughs> it was really annoying, yeah. you know, because I already trained I don't know kickboxing two three years, and I, right. I was not bad on it, you know. Can't kick I was you. A kid. You're getting taken yeah, down every time I try to kick you. <laughs> And then I say I have to learn it, you know. And then I start to train jujitsu. Gotcha. Uh, so did you go to your your parents and say, "Hey, like, I want to change." Oh yeah. Yeah. And then my brother put me in the school. Okay. 
How old was your brother? My brother, it's from the first marriage of my mother, but we live all together. I think he's around 13 years old. He put you in at 13 years old? No, no. Okay. He's older. Than oh, 13 me. years 13 older. older. Okay. So then you were, he was like 26 or something? Yeah. Did he train or no? He trained it a little bit, but stopped it. He's like, no, thanks. No, no. no fun. <laughs> <laughs> this hurts too much. <laughs> no, thank you. So you're 13, starting to train. Uh, where did you train at? I trained in, the, in, a, in a new school. This was close to my home. Uh, the name of the school is Brazilian Fight. Exists until today. It is a f- part of Carson Grace team. Carson Grace Jr. was my first teacher. Oh, really? He opened How old were you, were you he when you met him? 16. Okay, 16. Yeah, 13, I think. 13. Okay. 93, I was 13. Yeah, 13. 93, yeah. That's You were still pretty young then, too. You were 24 when yeah, you were yeah, I was a, teaching him? <coughs> I was uh, 23. Okay. Recently oh. get black belt. Okay. So Junior was my first teacher at that time. How was he as a teacher? Good. <laughs> <laughs> like today. Mean, <laughs> nice, <laughs> tough on you. My, my older teacher was mean. Yeah. After Junior. <laughs> oh, that one was mean. <laughs> it was mean. <laughs> yeah. So started training. Um, uh, your dad never trained, never did anything. What did your parents do for? My mother, it's a teacher of biology in the university. Okay, yeah, biology and, teacher. Yeah. yeah. And my father, it's an engineer for the gas and petroleum and oil and this kind of thing. Okay. How much was jujitsu back then? Like, like to. To go to a class or like to sign up? I have no idea. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. It was not a lot. Probably no. compared to the money now, $15 maybe. Oh, jeez. Cheap. Probably, probably, yeah. And then you trained but how the many? the value t- of the money was bigger. Say that again, sorry. The value of okay. the Brazilian yeah, money yeah. was better. was stronger. Yeah. Okay, back yeah. then. And you trained how many times a week? Uh, I, I was always... Consistent and disciplined, you know, since yeah. since a kid. Then I train every day, every five, day, five times a week. Uh, in that time when I started, I was a kid. Then I go in the morning to the school, twelve o'clock. I go back home, lunch, do the homework. Four o'clock, I was already in the gym and stay until the end. How long? Three hours, four hours? No, 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 no. From four o'clock to nine and a half, nine thirty. Yeah, <laughs> four yeah, and a half hours yeah. of training. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Jesus, that's a lot of training. So uh, you you, it can, you connected to it or you liked it uh, uh, as soon as you started? Yeah, it, I I like it. This this was not my number one. This was uh, for the kickboxing. Okay. But uh, we do what we have to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want the guy put me down anymore. Was he kind of a natural? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole group was brand new because in there I didn't have any jiu-jitsu school. So we just put a jiu-jitsu school. The school got packed so fast. I have like a 70 students Wow! in four months with so many people, right? Yeah, yeah. So because, like I said, jiu-jitsu is not like now. You travel everywhere. It was very rare to find. Okay. So, back so 70 students in one place is gigantic. Gigantic. Yeah. We, we didn't have a space anymore. To, to, <laughs> it's yeah. like people couldn't even sit for training. I have to stand up. <laughs> right? how, many, how many classes a day did you run? Oh. Uh, we did used to have like a three, four classes a day, you know. Yeah, that's a long night, day. And one at lunch, one in the morning. But majority of people come at night. So you do double classes. All the young people want to yeah. do it, you know. When I, when I started this, this was if I if I'm not wrong, in the afternoon was Amaury Bitachi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, giving the class and at night junior. Okay. 
So then, did you go to college or just start like after high school? Did you go do anything else? Yeah, when I finish when I finish the the school, I go to the university. I still training the whole time. Yeah, but in a different time timetable. Yep, yep. Because of the yeah, I can't the studies. Uh, I did two universities, sports and science, and business. Uh, during the, my university, I to have the the sponsorship of the university, I have to train one Olympic sport in Kay. the university and one non-Olympic sport because of I do I do sports and science. Mm-hmm. Then I trained in Jiu-Jitsu University and wrestling in the university. Oh, all right. That's pretty good. So, so you did Olympic and the non-Olympic. Those are two pretty good sports to pick, <laughs> yeah, to do those. When did you start competing? Because Alex told me... 93. Okay. So right off the bat, like as a... Uh, after I started, I started. As a 13-year-old kid, you're... My, my first tournament was in the big shopping center in Brazil. <laughs> Copa Pichação. Copa Pichação. The, the match... Super hot, super hot. It's on the sun. Have no no roof, no nothing. Oh wow! As a white belt, as a white belt. How'd you do? I won. I won. (laughs) How many people? uh, It was so hot. They have to throw water. All the mats. All the mats. Oh, to cool the mats. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Get off. Submit and get off the mat quick, right? (laughs) So you don't burn yourself. Because Alex had said, uh, "You you only have one loss ever." I. Yeah. No, I have many. You have many? Many. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, white belt, what age did you get your blue? When? Yeah. So I think 94 or something like so that. So, pretty fast then. Yeah. Then purple, how and old? The, pop, the purple was 96, and I got only three months in the purple, and then Marcelo, Marcelo Alonso mm-hmm. gave okay. me the brown. Okay. I just stayed three months in a purple belt. That's short. That's really short. Because yeah. you're beating up all the black belts. No, <laughs> I, I, I did three tournaments in three months, and I won the three. Gotcha. And then Marcelo gave me. So in the next year, one year after, 97, I was already Brazilian national champion in the brown belt. How many, like, like the that national tournament, like how many guys would be in your bracket at brown? The brown belt, I think I made five fights. Okay, like so there's probably 60 guys in there or something, 50, 60, something like yeah, that. Something like that. And really, really, one year I'd like to go back and fight in the Brazilian Nationals to see how bad I get my butt kicked, but I think it'd be fun to, to, to go. And then, when did you leave? Because you said you live in Germany now? Yeah, before Germany I was in Lisbon. Okay, Spain? I, in Portugal, Portugal. Oh, Portugal, 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 okay. Yeah, I 2006, if I'm not wrong, and then I, I moved because I did my master degree there. Okay. And then after that, I moved to Germany. Yeah, in 2011, I think. What brought you to Germany? Your, your mom or family? Or? It, for me, it was, was quite easy, you know, because I have the, the, nat- the double nationality. Yeah, yeah. And in Portugal, it's a lot of bureaucracy to stay there and this kind of things and have to prove a lot of things, have to make appointments, go there every time. And then I say, it's okay. The, the okay. condition it's here, it's, it's okay, but it's not what I want for myself. Then I will try, because I'm still young, then I try out. The Germany is staying. Is, is it, it must be hard to make a good living in Brazil. Is it hard? Man, back in the days, it was much better, you know, yeah. when I was living there, because, the, you know, that's we, go, we go up to, like, a, the economy through the dollar uh, value. 
Yep. So when I was there and I left, the dollar is one to one. Oh, yeah. That's a good ratio. So it was good yeah. rate. Yeah. It's like a strong. It's even, yeah. Strong. Yeah. So now, like, it's five to one. Right. And a few months ago, it was six to one almost. So, uh, I mean, the, we go for the dollar, you know. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so, sure. So, uh, economy is, they say, is getting better in Brazil. And, but the price of things is very expensive, you know. Like, how much would, like, a like a normal home cost there right now? It's not expensive for for us, I live in America, to buy. Yeah. I mean, to buy. Depends. If you buy by the beach and a good area. Yeah, it depends where you, where you want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. But you can buy a regular apartment for <coughs> $8,000, $15,000. I'm buying buy an apartment in Brazil, bro. Yeah, you got to set me up. <laughs> it's going to be far away from the beach. Okay. <laughs> uh, close to the beach. <laughs> close to the beach, and then you have to pull out some yeah. dollars. Man. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, have something like a tube. I mean, two million reais, five million reais, depends. Okay. The neighborhood. So it's literally like one million dollars. Yeah, that's pricey for sure. By the beach. Right, I right. Mean, the best you can have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good for a million bucks, for sure. Like, I'm talking about big apartments. Like, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. Arizona house style. I like, like it. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. Big house, big house. So then you get to Germany, and then because you started, could when did IBJJF start up to where you could be? Competing in that, were you? Did you ever compete as a like as a younger adult in IBJJF, or was there not around yet? IBJJF like a two thousands, right? Yeah. We, yeah. We, before this was the CBJJ, it's yeah. the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation, and then from there they start the IBJJF. Okay. Did you compete in IBJJF as a black belt? Yeah. How many years? So many since long, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. long time, long time since since two thousand or something like that. Okay. Oh, wow. Do you actively compete now, but just in Europe? No, I stopped to compete. Two thousand eighteen was my last run. Yeah. Are you gonna come back or no? I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and then there are. You, do you have an academy there that you're teaching out of there? Yeah, I live in Munich. We have one gym there. We are open the second one right now. It's in constru- under the construction. Mm-hmm. Maybe one month we are making a grand opening. Okay. So you're busy, busy coaching, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. How many classes do you coach every? It's difficult. For example, the last the last two weeks we were in the Europeans. Yep. We put from the gym forty guys. Oh wow. We bring we brought back. 21 medals. That's wow. pretty good. Wow, wow congratulations. That's wow. awesome. Do you do you enjoy coaching more than you enjoy competing? Coaching stresses me out more. <laughs> <laughs> How good, why? After, after the first day, I have no voice anymore. That's I burn this out, one. You know? <laughs> don't eat, don't oh, drink anything. All day there. <laughs> the Europeans eat one week of tournament from um, Tuesday to Sunday, then every day from 9 to 9. That's a, Yeah, that's a long, long day. 40 people coaching. And do you have, how many coaches work with you from your school? We have a lot of them, but they fight too. Then I have to be there. <laughs> you know, they have to rest. Then, right. And, and the white belts kill me, bro. Oh. Give them a heart attack. <laughs> Is it the worst to coach white belts or something? I never competed at white. So, so yeah. I, 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 
and you coach they don't listen anything right? <laughs> and, and they started you stress your voice because you think they do yeah right. i mean i mean you, you do your job as a coach but is it because they, they, don't they just do, don't they, know they, how to they, do they anything don't li- i mean <laughs> i mean you have to understand they get nervous man right, right? yeah if they're new it was yeah. It was in one minute it is ten zero. In the next minute it's twenty ten. Full full. The tension is high. Keeps it keeps it exciting. <laughs> Back and forth. <laughs> then do you do you have children? Yeah, we have children, but in Europe we don't have children tournament. Okay, you, none, huh? No, we had one time before lockdown the Europeans for the kids. But okay, was it nothing more? But they train. They train the, it in, in in Europe. The the jiu jitsu it's different than here in the US. You know, it's also different in Brazil. It's not so popular. The people don't give still much value for it. Not only m- money or financial value, but also for what the jiu jitsu can do for the people. Yeah, you yeah. Know? They they don't have this cultural background. All that, you know. Is it improving? Is it yes, getting better? Yes, yes, improving. But it takes time. Right, right. <coughs> yeah. Um, so how many students do you have in the academy? You, you brought 40, but do you have 100, 150? Around 400. 400 students? Yeah, that is a there. lot of students in there. So big, 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 big facility or just lots of classes? Uh, our mats have around 280 meters, square meters. Okay. That's big. Big mat. All right, hold on there. So then you're 26, you're, you're coaching and, and, and opening your academy. Um, yeah, uh, well, they... Still competing or no? No, because I was going to fight some other fights, you know, on Japan. And, you know, we start setting up. And then I have a car accident. So then I, I, I almost died and my daddy prohibited me. To compete because I uh, end up getting a neck injury. Okay. And uh, my body was really bad, hips and neck. So I didn't know how bad it was until I actually start training again. Mm-hmm. And then first day I couldn't even move. Ooh. So I tried getting better, but you know, it's just brand new country, doesn't know anything about nothing. And you know, have to run a school, all day teaching, you know, I mean, have to fight people even broken down, <laughs> because yeah. That's not how that is. <laughs> nobody knows what, I mean, they knew what jiu-jitsu, but they come in and, and they look at you and say, oh, I want to see jiu-jitsu if it's good, and then you look around, you don't have nobody. To <laughs> Because everybody is a white belt. They show up a guy. Oh, it's so new. Yeah. Show up a, a guy, a wrestling guy, and they look to the guy and say, fuck this guy. Oh, no gear and this and that. So you have to go in, you know, in certain situations. I got some people helping in the academy. You know, I don't want to say names, but. Right. They get tapped out. And I look, how you get tapped out for this guy? <laughs> this guy just came off the street. And I have to go beat the guy, you know, like. <laughs> So, I mean, one thing it is when you're feeling good, you do that. Right. But, like, after 23 years of already training, you know, hard training, uh, I would say high-level competitor, 
yes. on jiu-jitsu, on wrestling, and computer, I mean, regular basic judo, yeah. but training. So that means over 23 years. It's like you're with, 70. <laughs> and you get a car accident to almost broke your whole body. Right. And then you don't have a, no support or physiotherapy or anything. And you just start try to establish your life in America. And every day show up some guy, you know, because the academy has 200 students in four months. Whew. All these guys look at you, they want to, you know. Yeah, they want to go. Oh, what a little piece of a professor, you know. Yeah. And we have to see all over the place. And people, we have to see, we have to see, Gracie. And I said, what the hell, man? <laughs> Can't so, get a break. Well, and then it's just getting worse and injured, you know. It was until five years later, it was like so bad. Everything hurts so much. Never have a time for training, for tournament, anything. So then my father ended up moving to Chicago. And, but before I went to see him, uh, when Alan Goyes was fighting some event, mm -hmm. so he said, oh, you know, accident. Because back in the days, it was hard to communicate. Huh? Right. So he's flying everywhere, you know. Uh, and with the fighters in Brazil, here, they don't have the system they have now with the phones where yeah. you can get a plant from Brazil all the time. Wi-Fi password. Yeah, stuff, <laughs> whatever. So text, message, all that kind of technology. So and then I went to see my father. And I was really bad. He said, I don't, don't want to let you compete anymore. So I said, okay. So, I mean, I did a few years ago. but Alex told me that you came out and, and fought. What year, how old were you then? 40 something, 45, 46. I still want to do, but I, I mean, if I train hard, my whole body starts hurt so much. Yeah. You know? That's a lot of pounding on your body over the years with no rest. Just train, 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 and you just get uh, really after the accident. That's why they say. Yeah, you know, actually, similar because car accident, car accident, kind of the same thing. Yeah, and I didn't think about that. I never thought about same. that. So I was, uh, when I met Alex here in Arizona, uh, uh, was it 2000? No, 99. 99, right? So I was still a little beat up, but I was you young, you know, because your age is start catching. You know, you're getting right. older. And I know that feeling. So I, I, I try all kind of physiotherapy, but I was interested to develop in my school and, you know, and you know, grow. So I have a little break when my father came, but then I have to take care of him too because he's a, he was tough, man. So <laughs> he tried to put the students in there, but this is not Brazil, man. Yeah, I can't do it. Somebody got to break himself here, man. This is a cut, man. <laughs> They gotta get tough. I said, no, man, take it easy. Man. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna leave, <laughs> leave, and never come back, right? Oh, we have so many people in one class. That's it. Yeah. So many. Well, it's a tough sport. It's not for everybody, right? Like uh, with him, was even worse. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched a documentary on him with some of his his students, and probably your students too. Oh God, what was it called? But but I forget. But they were talking about and they went the in there. Simply warrior. I think that's what it was because. Yeah. They had talked about him afterwards, always going to Chipotle and going to Star yeah, 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 Starbucky's. Yeah, that's his group, bro. Yeah, for for sure. When when your dad came there, you had to you had to have him coach, have him teach, and then kind of ha have all the students. Was that experience good with your dad? Did you guys get along, or was it kind of like? 
Well, we're getting along. It was not a problem with that, but you know, uh, you, you can't like the, after a while we start figuring out anyone can learn jiu-jitsu. So he has these fighters, you know, I mean, the tough guys he training. So the regular guys sometimes beating them, so he gets so mad, frustrated. <laughs> yeah, because you know sometimes the guy's not a competitor, but yeah. He's trying to be, but he's not. And, and who knows, my father, he loves to bet in anything. So he every day want to bet with, with the students who going to win the match. Because his, his top class put it to fight in the middle, like a tournament. Right. And he, he want to bet money with me. Who's going <laughs> to win? So a lot of times, he, the guy he bet in losing. So he start coaching, and I would start big argument with the man. <laughs> I say, you cannot coach, man. You have to do by yourself. No, I'm just helping a little bit. <laughs> he started screaming, and people look, what are they, what are they talking about? Because <laughs> nobody understands Portuguese. Well, because I heard that your dad sometimes would even walk out, like at a tournament, like on the mat, if there was a bad call, and just, no. Oh, back in the days was, yeah. 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 Like, I, I, I believe it maybe until today he could do that. Yeah. Because you get thrown out of the tournament now? No, no, I think he was. I think he stopped it because he's not here anymore. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. He did a few times, no? Yeah, when, when the, when the uh, refereeing wasn't fair. Yeah, yeah. So, or he didn't think it was fair. He didn't think it was fair. He was supposed to be the judge of the judges. <laughs> <laughs> did you get to train underneath senior? No. Never? No. Ever? No. Just, I, when I was there, I, sh I saw him many times. We talked many times and these kind of things, you know. Uh, he corrects, show one technique here and there, but not really giving class anymore. Gotcha. He he was kind of retired. And when did, like when did you meet your wife? Did you? Did you well, I met my wife in Guam. Okay. Uh, elevator ride, and I was practicing Japanese, and uh, <laughs> and that's how I met her. On an elevator. An elevator. Well, uh, what were you doing in Guam of all places? Uh, me and my father, you know, we, we went to coach this kid on a fight. Okay. On um, Philippines. Oh, that's where my so, mom's from. Yeah, yeah. So then a guy show up. You want to go to Guam? And I said, Guam? He said, yeah, I go. Yeah. <laughs> and Why then not? after I say, Guam? What is Guam? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, look, you know, in the map, Guam. I said, is you know, he didn't flew the other side of the world to see me. He couldn't see me in Chicago. So, and I said, it's an island. And I said, okay, right here in the ocean close to Japan and Philippines. Mm -hmm. So it's two hours flight. I said, okay. So I went back home and we started setting up to go to Guam. And I said, well, I'm going to Guam. But what is Guam? <laughs> so I look at the map and I'm like, what is this place that I couldn't find? And I called the guy and said, man, are you joking me? I'm going to Guam, but what the hell is Guam? <laughs> Where is this place? It's not very big. And he said, look at the map. Where is Japan and Philippines? Right in the middle, but you have to get a big <laughs> land. <laughs> so yeah, because back then it was a real map. Like, yeah, we had to, like, outfold yeah. that. Not on the computer. It's so small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I said, okay. It was nice. A beautiful island. Yeah. Oh, I love to go there. I was there last October. And, uh, you know, uh, there was nobody there because of the pandemic, I think, all that kind. Mm -hmm. So I go early in the morning to the beach, nobody at the beach. Oh, so good. 
Hang out by yourself. Yeah, by myself, like a nice water. Very quiet. Small island. Yeah. Know. I've always been surprised that headquarters would be in a cold place. I figured headquarters would be like in a warm place. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, yeah. They trick you in. Man. Yeah, they're like, come to come to the frozen tundra to open a school. It'll be awesome. Come on. Always Arizona. Yeah. No more beach from there. So then you met your wife there on an elevator. And the elevator, and then she said she's coming visiting me, and then she did. She introduced to my father and everything. And How old were you? I was thirty six. Okay. And uh, visit you're a single man for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> visit you in Chicago? Yeah. Okay. So she visited, and we got married like um, five years after. Okay. So we have a son. He's 15. So. Uh, does he practice jiu-jitsu or no? Jiu-jitsu and judo. Okay. Uh, no choice. Yeah, I was going to say. Mean, yeah. not pushing for tournaments and things. I think it's good for him to develop and build up experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's mandatory uh, the code for the family to learn martial arts. Okay. You know, I mean, it's good for him. Yeah, it's good I think for it's everybody. good for everybody. I think it's good for That's everybody. That's just too. the point where people don't get it. Martial arts is good for everybody. It teaches you a lot. Because if everybody know how to fight, then no. we're not gonna be fighting the streets for nothing. I agree. You know, they say you 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 have a problem, so we go fight someone else. You know, like me and you, like a man. Yeah. But they get drunk and they try to fight anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you when you learn how to fight, the last thing you want to, it is fight. Yeah, I agree. You know. I think it makes you much more calm. Yeah, you feel confident. Yeah, and you understand what violence can do, so you don't want to necessarily have violence every day. This, yeah. yeah, and they're like, no, that's good. I'll just go to the gym and, and have violence there. It's a 15-year-old kid. Uh, what belt is he? He's yellow belt. Okay. He, he, I mean, he's supposed to be blue now. Right, right. So I'm going to promote him when he, you know, he starts training more. Right. He's training, but when he go to the tournament, I'm going to give him the blue. Gotcha. But he already know he's going to get the blue. Does he does he want to compete? Eh, not really. No, not yet. So I stopped putting now in the judo tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, for he start, you know, he win a bunch of he competes many times. He have a bunch of medals. Okay, but it's just not his thing, you know. Right, right. Likes it, but it's not. Eh. Want to compete every day? I mean, uh, some people don't. It's not they don't know. Yeah. Uh, they don't have the competitive. Mentality. Mm-hmm. It's like I fall back in the situation with my father. It's like these guys, they just train, they're not interested in tournament. Right. But if you train it properly, you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows that. Maybe not as fast as if yeah, you compete, I mean, right? I, you know, if you compete a lot, you learn a lot of strategy, and it's not that I mean you know more jiu jitsu than the other person, you know? Yeah. So. Does he know how important you and his grandfather yeah, are? Yeah, he's kind of. He's kind of figuring yeah, yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah. He he knows already. Not that big, but he knows. I don't think he like that too much. He don't like the, you know the. Yeah. Well, there's the, a lot the of pressure. Him, yeah. There, there's a lot of pressure that comes on. Now he's the third. Yeah, he the, the Japanese is shy man. Like they're very shy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He not very open until you he know you. Mm-hmm. After he feel comfortable, then he's good. Same name? Is he the third? Carlos Grace is the third. Oh, Neto, man. Yeah, oh, that's even, you know. Neto, yes, oh. the third. Even, even bigger name then. So when he registers for a tournament, it's kind of hard. He's like, oh, why, why I have to do this? Why? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you have to, like, change, uh, like, like fight underneath another yeah, name. But, but this is not just only because. 
it's their mentality for the the new days kids, no? Right. So they're all like, they all like uh, uh, technology and stuff like yeah. that. Phones. There's a lot of things for distraction, no? Right, right. Oh, Phone, yeah. iPad, and YouTube, uh, many things. No? I have a yeah. 16 year old as yeah. well. Yeah. So I fun. mean, my challenge and my push is for make sure he's do something different than sit down. You know, on the keyboard, and be on the phone, computer, not right. a real life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a big challenge for the parents now. Yeah. To keep your son on real life, but they understand how the world goes. Is not what is in the screen. You know? No. So that's is what it is mandatory in gotcha. my house because that. But then I make sure, at least two three hours a day, he out of that. Right. In the gym. In the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I, he's with me, he stay longer. I gotcha. But if you're not with me, so maybe hour and a half, two hours just for the class. You know? Something there. Yeah. Yeah. Most most of our classes are about two hours, but sometimes I'd like to stay longer. But it's hard. You can't find a lot of people that want to stay long. Three no, hours. No, people just want to sweat and go home. Yeah. Like, it's like not everybody does. They like okay, I gotta sign up for the tournament, but they don't really care about win or lose. So. Yeah. They just you know. They just want to show up. Yeah. Just have do fun. It. You know? uh, Maybe go watch the matches and participate in a big event. Yeah. Yeah. So I know world the world tournament for me was my first world tournament like like in jujitsu. I'm like, it's fun. I like to watch everything. I like to compete in it and just be part of it. It's good. It's a good environment. Huh? So much like and uh, I don't know with, with jujitsu because I've only been doing it for two years, four months now, um, and the people are different yeah I, I don't know even how to uh, explain it to other people that don't do it there there's just a, a level of respect and everybody kind of behaves you know you get your asshole in there that you know that's, that's oh, everywhere, everywhere yeah everywhere, everywhere. everywhere but most people are very nice very cordial and look out for each other and you know afterwards people are, are, are very very friendly and it's good community very much so and, and they're always willing to help i think people start figuring out how hard it is to become good and they really appreciate, you know. It is hard. It it it's not. It's uh, I wrestled in college just like you, or whatever. But yeah. it's not an easy sport, and it's and it's something that I can't imagine not having a having a wrestling background and coming into jujitsu. It's so much different. If I knew nothing and came off the street and then tried tried to learn it, I'd be getting murdered for <laughs> long time. <laughs> you, have to, you have to readapt your whole body because it's always evolved coordination. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and most and some people. That have never done anything violent, like you see them, and they're just—it's just, yeah. It'd they be, don't used to fight back for nothing. No, no yeah, they, no, for <laughs> sure. And I and I was like you when I was a kid. I fought all the time. Like we were fighting, like all the time. Like so, yeah. but so, so it was different. So it kind of goes with with kind of my nature, or whatever. Um, do you have kids? Nope. Not yet. No, not yet. Do you want them? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you gotta get busy. <laughs> <laughs> One two years, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I just had one. I was late too, so doing it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, but with with four hundred students and another academy opening, you don't have a lot of time, right? No, it's it's a little bit busy right now. No, but yeah, I should not be out of German right now too. But right, <laughs> right. Um, do you have like a right hand person? The yeah, my wife. Uh, okay. Stays in the gym and helped me a lot. We have a lot of instructors. We have. Uh, a young kid, what it's traveling with us right now. Mm -hmm. uh, he also gives class in the gym. Okay, so he lives in Germany too. Yeah, he lives with me in Germany. Okay. Yeah, 
And yeah, we have a good team there. Does your wife train? Yeah. To black belt? Brown belt. Brown belt? Yeah. World champion? Nope. No? Euro- European champion. Okay. All right. Is she is she how old? Same age or similar? No, no, or? she's thirty six. Okay, so she be masters. Is she ever gonna go to Masters World? Not sure yet. She she got COVID. Is still with problems. Uh, we had a long COVID. Yeah, yeah. Still recovering. Let's see. Still have time from that. Yeah, because you and her can compete at Masters at the same time. Maybe not coach anybody. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not sure. Not sure. How I come? Not, I will not compete, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Because yeah, Alex, Alex didn't do you any favors because he told me how good you were and how many tournaments you won and things like that. So Michelle that's a. Told me that. Who did? So I, I was, uh, I don't know, it's since 2006, today, I lost one fight. That's pretty good. Yeah, so since 2006, you only lost one fight. How many fights have you had since 2006? I don't know. I have Over 100? Yeah, for sure. I have 11 European titles, one European Ogi, two words, many Opens. Yeah. Yeah, all black belt. In in Europe, the level of jiu-jitsu I've heard, I don't know, isn't as good as it would be in Brazil or like in the States. Is it getting better? It looks like it's getting better. I watched a bunch of matches on Flow. Yeah, we have a, a bunch of, of good guys. You know, it's it's like a tourism was not so popular. This takes, as we know, it takes around 10 years to make a, a good black belt, you know. Mm-hmm. And... The first generation will never be uh, as good as the second because the second generation already have someone to look for, yep. you know, and train with. Yep. You know, then this takes more than 10 years to make a good black belt. Now we are starting, we have a lot of guys who are fighting adults and good black belts. I think their level is quite good. Like, I forget his name, but... Daniel. Daniel, like him, like he's a he's brown. He's, he's young too, right? How old is he? 24. Okay. So the it seems like... Some of the kids, their progression now can be so much faster because there's so much more knowledge out there for them, right? Yeah, exactly. So much more opportunity to compete and do things. And everything, much more information. For example, when I started BJJ, we have no phones, no YouTube, no nothing. Oh, yeah, no nothing. That's, we have the big one, the, the cassette, I don't know the name of it. Yeah, yeah, oh, the DVD VHS. or something like that. Yeah. No, no DVDs. Oh, VHS, no, no, yeah. yeah, VHS. yeah. VHS. Some friend <laughs> film with the machine, all the machine. <laughs> then if you want to learn a technique, you have to go to go to the tournament, watch the black belts fighting, memorize it, and try to <laughs> do go it back. in the gym, you know? Yeah. You have to keep it for you, and that's it. Alex said we can't watch YouTube, so no YouTube moves. <laughs> it's a lot of bad information. Man. Yeah. You know what you're doing. Well, and that's what I told him. When I first started jiu-jitsu, and I would watch like some YouTube videos, I would think everything worked. And then as I've gotten a little bit better, I'm like, that's not going to work, that's not going to work, that's no, not no. going to work, that's not going to work. So the 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 basics are probably what most people need to just stick to for for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. For, for, from that, um, what? So you, three world titles, two two world titles. Did you ever go to Pans? To Panams? Yeah, yeah. I, I was here one time in the Panams in '96. Okay, I lost, but yeah, yeah. But you only been like a purple, right? Purple belt, purple yeah. belt purple at that time. Man, I don't know. I don't ever want to stop competing, even when I get older. But maybe because I started so late, and you've been competing since you were 13 years old, like that would be. I think that would be tough for me. Yeah. So it's like that. I I come to a point in my life what I have 
to let go something to compete. For example, if I if I want to compete in the world now, I have to stop right now everything what I'm doing. I have to train a little bit more serious, engage in the diet, and I cannot stay, for example, training with my students and pay so much attention on them because I have to look to my side. It's it's like that. the The jujitsu it's it's a it's individual sport. Yeah, yeah. we have a team. We want to do everything together. We vibrate for each other. We help each other. But when you step on the mat, only you can solve the problems. Yes. Then have some part of the journey. You have to be a little bit egoist. Yeah, yeah. You have to be selfish, right? Yeah, you, you know, have to be selfish. Selfish because you, at that point, you have to solve it alone. Mm-hmm. If I could, I would solve it for my students, but I cannot. Yeah, you try. You know, I you cannot. can yell. Yeah, you can yeah. yell a lot. And then... <laughs> then uh, it's when you compromise yourself, I'm taking it by me, you know. When I say to Junior, Junior, I will fight the words. I will do everything to step on that mat in that day 100%. If I have to starve for 24 hours to touch the weight, I will starve. Yes. I don't care, you know. I did it many times and I could do it again, but it's not because of the sacrifice. It's because I'm come to a point I cannot look only for me anymore. I have people to, you know. You're a true coach now, yeah. right? Yeah, because because your students are more important than than you. Have a have a day in your life. You have to flip the coin. Have yeah, have no other way. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's a great place to be in. Yeah. Okay. No other way. Yeah. Well, and you have to be probably pretty pretty happy with 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 what you've accomplished along the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Like. Yeah. You can say that you've done enough. Never it's enough, you know. Oh, so maybe you are going to compete again <laughs> someday. It's, it's, it's what I, I told to Junior already this, and I already told this to Marcelo, you know. Marcelo Alonso it's, mm-hmm. it was my main teacher in my whole life. I did not receive my black belt from him. I received from Osiris. It's also a black belt from Carson because Marcelo was already in the U.S. But I already told to Junior in 2016 when we fought the, the words, the anniversary from Carson, uh, always when he needs me, I will be there for them. I will be there for the team. Doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what uh, what I am passing in my life. I will be there. So 2026 then, right? Yeah, sounds like 2026. You're coming out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> for example, 2016, I was two years out of the mat. Okay. Because one surgery on my hand, I had three surgeries on my wrists. Mm. We've put screws, put out screws, these kind of things. I was two years without compete, and then in the European Junior told me we will fight in August. The World Masters, we put the team together. So you didn't have any choice either. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I mean, yeah. yeah, you have to, right? I yeah. mean, would do you do you enjoy now at this point in both your lives? Do you enjoy coaching more? Because I know, like when I went to Pans and I needed a coach, like I got, I was lucky enough to have you as. My coach, do you, do you take more enjoyment out of what your students do now versus, versus you know, what you have done? Because I know I've coached wrestling, and to watch a kid or, or someone come through the season and become a different person at the end of the season, that's, that's, it's, to me, that's almost as rewarding as winning a, winning a championship, almost. Yeah, I, th- I think in my point of view, I have two, two different things, you know. Of course, the feeling it's different, you know. It's the feeling when you achieve something, only you know how much this represents for yourself because only you suffer 
or you know what you pass to be there. Okay. Another thing is you see someone close to you, what you guide during the journey, achieve their goals. You know, you be happy for that person. Mm -hmm. You know, and you also have to understand this doesn't come only in the tournament, only in that gold medal. You know, you you get a kid, what was problematic. You get a person who was shy, you know, and you transform completely that person with another mindset. They get stronger mentally, not not physically, but mentally. Mm -hmm. They put themselves to prove in front of 3,000 people watching, yeah. you know, out of their hometown, out of their country. They travel 10 hours to be somewhere else to fight in front of 3,000 people because it's their dream. And then when they achieve it, it's... This is priceless, you know. So that that's awesome. And for you, Carson? Well, you know, I, I have been coach my whole life. So from the, you know, I have been teaching for forty years already. So I see the development uh, growing so much. But in the last few years, you know, I have been traveling a lot, and I've been coaching people for different academies. So the experience I have through that was. Depend where he training, you already starting get the expectation what's gonna happen. You know? Right. You know the type of coach it is, so you get the kind of experience. So uh, he trained like a with Canuto training with Alex or training a different school. So you know how is the environment of the school. So I, I mean, I always build a big expectation from the person, but I kind of understand where they. You know, maybe don't come out when they compete, you know, because how much the coach, I mean, I'm talking about the coaches because I'm a head instructor yeah. of a big organization. So I can get the expectation because I know how much the coach really love uh, to teach. And train. It's, 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 it's just people just teach because they want to teach and the people teach because they love to teach. Right. So it's a two different types. Oh yeah, and if you've ever wrestled or 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 or, or had yeah, a good just, coach, just, it's easy to tell the difference. So that's one thing I learned through the time. Me myself as a coach, I think I'm now a coach of many people. So I'm always there to support anybody, like a coach you. Oh yeah, but I already awesome. know I respect. Right. You know? So I say, look, he's, he's gonna go tough. I talk to Alex and I say, look, what he does. What do you like to do and this and that? So I already know, and I can guide them through that. But uh, some of these coaches, like, they not put so much effort on the students. And then when I talk to them, what he does, all he do or whatever happens. Oh, what <laughs> he so, does whatever happens. <laughs> so, so it's hard to coach, you know? <laughs> right. Are, are but you the, the, the prize, like, when you were won all the titles, I want together with you, you know. Yeah, the times I was there. Awesome. You know, so appreciate that. No, I appreciate you being there for me. It, it, you knew what 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 last year meant to me. So to have you guys there, when when you travel around and you get to do that, are you happy with what what the product yes. is? I mean, my goal is like to help the teacher to guide them to actually do a better work. You right. Know? So what they have to do, and you have to understand, like it's, it's difficult because my experience is so large. You know, 
many years doing that, and some people just start to teach you now. Right. So they pr- probably is not mature enough. Would your dad be happy with oh, what? Oh, my dad would be very happy. Yeah, w- with what the product is today. Yes, he'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Do you? He'll be rough, but he'll be happy. <laughs> 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 Do you? What's What's good? For, question for both of you guys. What's good today about jujitsu? But what should may, we maybe go back and be better at? Well, what is good is jujitsu now? Yeah. Well, we can uh, bring in all type of people. Like they probably, uh, you. I'm not saying jujitsu safe, but it literally does. It's because bringing it to the community where just support healthy, you know, and uh, just bring it out uh, the passion and the willing to be successful, you know, because life is that's the way it is, you know. You every day have to fight. Yeah, life's know? hard. Everything you do, you have a job, you have to do good, everybody respect you do good. You have a wife, yes, you have a fight with her. Uh, all that. <laughs> you know, the society nowadays, they very critical. You know, you do a thousand things good, you just are doing what you have to do. And you do one thing wrong, and everybody, you know. Yeah, you're the worst. Right? So, yeah. So, if you have your, like, uh, side group, you know, you're not going to care much about what other people do. Because you have, a, like, a, yep. it's like a gym has become your second family. Your it coach. is a second family, for sure. You know, so sometimes your family don't approve what to do, but your outside family does. Because family you don't choose, but outside family you choose. So that, I believe that's really good for people because gotcha. it's very hard sometimes to deal with your own family. You know, oh, my family sure. is humongous. So imagine if I have to get well, well, uh, get a good relationship with everybody. So right, it'd be hard. You, you can't do that. No, too hard. You know, and I think like if you go back to what it was to now, I would definitely will be more experienced or set up things way before when I was younger mm-hmm. and uh, you know but we don't have no business experience you know about things you know? yeah yeah and we all do it for passion and love and we, we all grow in you know Rio de Janeiro for who go to Rio de Janeiro is like a small town looks big but it's small everybody know each other so I think like back in the days like more business experience so like the evolving of like some of the techniques, the the like like do you agree well, with with some of the I mean, the sit I, on your butt, pull I, guard type I, stuff I, versus not? I would say like uh, myself, you know, I, I I got a college graduation, for you know I graduated in physical education too, so I can actually, you know, develop a good class, you know, and you know, uh, so I would say. This could be organized way before, uh, like, you know, not any type of techniques, because that's all evolution. Right. But a system of classes and things, which one is uh, all developed for my grandfather, you know? Gotcha. So I think. Because, uh, like, for Alex, I know, like, we, we've talked before, like, it would be nice to see it in the Olympics, but we have a hard time feeling uh, like. I don't think it will happen. No, not, not, in, not in this lifetime, but, like, uh, to the outsider, if someone's going to sit the, down, the, the rules of jujitsu is, is very complicated. Gotcha. It's very subjective, you know. And I don't think so. It's 
good for the, for the jiu-jitsu be olympic okay how come I, I don't think so i don't think so for many motives uh, if you if you get it out uh, for the side of of the instructors and of the gyms if you catch all the other martial arts or fight styles what it's in the olympics you don't have a clubs what you can really guide your business and spread around gotcha you don't get it and when we talk about athletes to survive you see today in the brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belts doing events purple belts doing events they can get a little bit money of it get paid of it yeah you know to what will not happens in the in the olympic Right. Yeah, because not happen. Yeah, because you're a pro at that exactly. point. Exactly. Right? Yeah, this will not happen anymore. Then you 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 put the survival of the people out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Nope that that makes total sense because like these some of these guys that come from nothing have nothing. Like how do they like you know guys that are living in the gym and and, and traveling and stuff like that. Like how do they make a living? Yeah. No. I, do it. Yeah. I know. Ne- I you know I, I've never thought about it that way before. <laughs> not do it. Yeah, you know? it's a it's a big business in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, can be for sure, right? Yeah, so yeah. if you work well, you know, like uh, you can get your athletes to compete in many events. You know, they don't make a lot of money, but they can make it a living. And yeah, yeah. Uh, like like the guys I see that comes through uh, Alex's gym, like those guys are they're trying to make it. You know what yeah, I mean? They're, they're trying to make it. Yeah, exactly. they're, they're trying, and I and I appreciate that. And their effort and, and, you know, them being able to come teach and, like, do things and travel around and spend time with you or, like, spend time with, with Professor Cronin in, in California or, yeah. or Suyan up in, like, in Utah. It's, yeah. n- it's nice to see um, the family being big able family. to take care of those guys, right? Yeah, big family, yeah. Uh, stay there. So, same question for you. What, what's good about Jiu-Jitsu today and what's, what should we come back to the roots for? Yeah, good. I think the BJJ changed a lot since I started to train. And today, I think the good thing is the BJJ is for everyone. You see many kids training. You see women training in the gym. You see people who have no, they don't, they don't really don't want to be a world champion, but they want to learn BJJ. They can stay in the gym. They can participate, be part of the community, help each other, train every day, this kind of things. You know, the BJJ also gave the opportunity for a lot of people to put food on the table. That's the truth. For right? sure. Uh, the bad point of this all is with a lot of tournaments around, okay, with a lot of federations around, with a lot of people want to make business of the BJJ because the BJJ is Money. so big right mm-hmm. now, you know. The people lost a little bit the, the history of the BJJ and what it the the background of the BJJ, yep. you know, for example, you see a lot of black belts who are really not black belts, who they are they are graduated by someone who could not give this graduation for them. Right. Okay. They are not approved by the main federations in the world, and they still teach it. Right. And still passing in front one jiu-jitsu, what they learn from a few training from a few DVDs, from a few workshops, okay? But without the most important thing behind, you know? Without that, that values, what we learn from the white to the black, 
because they did not pass the through the, 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 the way, you know, right. they don't, did not pass through the way, you know. Uh, the BJJ is much more than a gold medal. The gold medal they forget, right? Have people who look to me in the tournament don't know who I am. Doesn't matter. It's all fine for me. They probably know who you are. You know? Me, not so much. For you, probably, probably you. For me, <laughs> for me, it's all fine. You know. Right. But uh, I, I am not that gold medal or that titles what I have. I am what I did for the sport. You know, I fought since '93. I built up a lot of black belts or a few black belts, but a lot of athletes. You know, and any one of them have the values behind me, you know, like I learned from my teacher, you know, you come on the mat, brother, you tie your belt, you don't leave your belt on the ground, you shake the hands of your instructor, mm-hmm. it's, it's a respect, it's all about respect. Right, you yeah, know? no, I, like, like, I agree 100%, I think that's why, I was looking at just to walk into Alex's gym f- through friends, but like, when I fight, I don't fight for me, I fight for you, I fight for them, and if I act like an asshole, then I then that that looks bad on the team or you know but if i represent the team well i act well i shake people's hands i don't act like an idiot like that shines good on the team and I this think. everything starts inside the gym uh, always yeah. you, since you were a black, uh, white belt yeah you know your teacher teach you this hey yep. don't do this hey don't do that right hey tight your belt what you are doing yep. not a gravata put, put the belt on you know close the gi and and for me like tradition being because we're both firefighters and i served in the military stuff like that like that that respect and that integrity to have that um, just when you walk on the mat to bow to be able to shake your training partner's hand stuff like that like those are to me those are very important things that should never ever go away like those should stay forever. It's the value is what it's inside the jujitsu. Yes. You know, and it's not you train to be a champ. I want to train to be a champ. I want to be a world champion and get the medal. I am the best. No, uh, the medal represents nothing. Ten years after, twenty years after, people forget this medal. Yep. If I ask you who wear the, the black belt in 98, Rooster. Right. <laughs> you don't know, man. Yeah. You don't know. The guy was a champion black belt, but you don't know. Right. You know, it is, with the values, it's what means, what you get for all your life and what you're passing from. Right. You know, I, I will be 100% straight with you. You know, I have a lot of respect for all these guys who teach me, you know, and all these guys who were in this way before me. Well, it, because if today I'm here, Today I live from the BJJ. It's because someone started and teach me. Then I cannot turn the backs for these guys. Ever I cannot turn my back. Yeah. Doesn't matter what I am or what I have. Doesn't matter. I cannot. You know. Yeah, loyalty. That's it, that's a big it, thing. It's respect. Mm-hmm. You know? I respect these guys. You know because I I born and grow in Brazil. A lot of friends who started JJ with me are in the jail. Right. Right now. You know. If these guys don't, don't hey, you cannot do this. Hey, stay in this line. This is hard. Yeah, this is hard. But this yeah. make you a man. Right. I could end up like the other. In jail. You know? Yeah, life lessons. Then uh, I am in debt with them forever, you know? And it doesn't matter where I am or what I do or what I have. I always respect these guys. These guys were fighting. We fought gloves, MMA, for zero money. Today, the guys are UFC champions. Walk like a, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Millions and millions no, and millions. 
the, the amount of protection was not even amount of protection. It was that <laughs> white thing, what you put, the, the gummy, what you put in the, in the mouth and go fight. You cannot put this in the water, but and, and put in the teeth. You know, these guys fight with bare knuckle hands, headbutts, right. kicks, fingers. <laughs> <laughs> All that. And then the guy fight three rounds of five and think he's the yeah. best of the world. The guys fight two hours. Long how do you two hours? How do you guys protect that culture, and the uh, through with and those values as this gets so much bigger so quickly? Well, we try to keep it up a tradition. I think uh, pretty much like uh, each one look at your own. So some uh, schools they don't have a tradition at all, and most of the schools, I mean. They come for old lineage, they still have a, a good tradition. But like he said, like nowadays a lot of people teach different belts, and you know they, you know they're part of organization, and they have a people even like blue belts teaching. So I mean, this guy don't have no value, so it's kind of watered down a lot. So it's hard to keep hundred percent. But uh, I mean, it's, it's a challenge, huh? Because mm-hmm. every corner of the world, you can't go there and say, "Look, we cannot open a school." Because a lot of people, it's kind of passion thing. So, so I'm training in America, then I get my blue belt, and I go some island in <laughs> Guam, <who> knows where, <laughs> and nobody there. But I want to train jujitsu, so. They put a mat and start training. And then that seed there, you'll be strong to develop it by that person, but he's going to inherit whatever can for the past. Right. So if you already come of the type of school, everything is okay, you know, you, you know no organization, so it's going to re- reflect on the future of the development. Is it harder in Germany, or is it easier because you're it's new and you're you're establishing? Well, I, I think it's harder be, because it's new. The people are not used to it. Okay. The people don't understand what what this kind of guy did right. years yeah. ago. Why are they know? yelling at me right now? Yeah, no, they, <laughs> they, they don't understand. They don't even know. Right. They, they look to the pictures on the oh, wow, okay, nice. Who is this guy? Carson Gracenio, there, Edo Gracie, you know. Who is this guy? Then. I think for us, then in Germany, you can see a lot of gyms also what it's don't have the tradition. They do everything. They go and go in and out of the match without gear anytime, stay without t-shirts, this kind of thing, you know, don't respect nobody. You go in the middle of the class and just join, you know. I personally, I try to teach these guys much more than jiu-jitsu. I cannot go in your home, open your door, sit down on your sofa, open a beer, Without talk, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> this, this cannot happen to me. Right. I cannot go inside my class and run the class. He just put the gear on and jump in the technique. Say, hey, come here. Did you sleep with you tonight? No. Then shake my hand, please. Put him in the place. You know, it's not because I don't like him. It's because I don't show him what he's doing. Right. It's not correct. He has to respect. Doesn't matter who he sits. It doesn't matter if it's I, Junior, or any other person. You cannot do this in the life out of the gym, then you're not doing the gym. Then it is a day-by-day work. 
every day a little bit, a little bit, please try to be out, please check your shirt, if it's dirty, because you don't step outside on the shit of the dog and start to walk <laughs> in your home. Yeah. You wash your feet, right. you know. Then it's a little bit, it's more things what you can pass in front and educate the people, you know, to try to understand the value what it's there behind, you know. Do you, you're trying to teach people to leave everything better than they've kind of found it and to have respect and... and they have some kind of, I mean, I'm not saying they're not well-educated, but if you don't have somebody tell you what's right, what's wrong, right, you're going to think everything is right. Mm-hmm. So if you show up your gym, you know, like things really irritate you, like when you start to see belts on the ground, so you roll your belts, fall on the floor, you're okay, wait, wait, put the belt, you know? Right. So people running, belts fall on the floor, or they take off the gear, throw, come on, so you got a nice body, but I don't, I don't <laughs> like it, you know what I mean? So what do you... So some of these newer black belts that, you know, they're legitimately good black belts uh, as far as they're, they're, they're able to win or whatever, but, like, when they rip off their gi on the mat and scream and yell, like, do you guys think maybe that should not be? Because when the kids see it, they do it. Uh, I, th- I, I think in that special situation there in the tournament, it's a lot of things involved, like I told you before, mm-hmm. a lot of emotions, a lot of work involved. I think the guy opened the gi and scream makes no difference, you know? But bad words, right. I'm, I'm completely, bad attitudes on the mat, right. I'm completely out of it, you know? Because you can see in men's sport, the guys make a goal, they say, hey, they put the t-shirt out. It's a lot of emotions. For sure. You know, it's in the soccer or whatever, in, in the basketball or whatever, but when you cross the line, then you are giving a bad example, and this is not, this is not nice. This is not good, you know. Right. Talking bad words, uh, flipping off the crowd, bad attitudes, and right. this kind of things. I, I think this have no space anymore for in, in any sport, right? Or in any part of the society. In, in my opinion. Now that you guys have been doing it for so long, like you know, fifty years, twenty-five years, whatever. Like, what about the technique from now to back then? Like, some well, it's, it's different. You know? Yeah. Whatever comes for the roots was, uh, you know, developed very well through the time. I think the growing of the number of, of practitioners, I think it make people more heads to think, and the style change, you know. But they, it's, it's kind of seasoning, some new techniques coming, and get the push, 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 and then some other thing come, but uh, one thing you will never leave the style is the, the you know, the structural techniques of the, the basic one. You know? Right. So, but uh, they came with lapel, uh, the La Riva reversal, this, that, 50-50, and I mean, they're all good, but if you're not really progressive, Right. You just hold it, you know? Mm-hmm. You can hold 50 50 and stay there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or you can hold uh, lapel to trap the guy to not let him move. Right. So, and then that's very strong uh, push towards to the rule. Because you, like, it could be a, a ass, just wrap the guy around it and lapel, 
and hold the uh, the spar and don't don't move. Yeah. But the rules has to change for them obligating the person to move. You know. So. Do you think the rules need to change a little bit? It's hard to say, man. It's always difficult. You know? Right. I think, like I said, the rules are very subjective. Yeah, and I think... Depend on the way you see. If you see this way, because you do this, like you can ask three different persons, and they're going to have a three different points of view. You know? So that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, about the rules, it's, it's really hard. I think the, the rules right now, it's quite good. What I, I think what could do better, it's the people really make a, make a one way to have the referees leaving from it. Because what happens today, it's each tournament you have a different referee. Referee here, referee there, referee here. So. And then, like Carson just said, if you ask someone, it's uh, what happens here, I did not agree with two points and blah, blah, blah. And then the referee comes to you and say, in my opinion, but this kills me. And then I say, in my <laughs> yeah, opinion, in, uh, you have a rule set. The referee's there to make sure the rules are applied. I don't want to know his opinion. His opinion, it's his opinion. I have my, you have yours. But, but in my opinion, you cannot go to... <laughs> The police cannot stop you on the street and ask, please give me your document. <laughs> and you say, in my opinion, I don't need a drive license to drive my car. But, like, you cannot say this. It's a rule. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very difficult. Huh? Yeah. So, would it, so one rule set, it would be nice if there was one rule set across all the organizations, right? Even though you can have this IBJJF or NABJF or whatever. Like, yeah, but there's one universal rule set. I go to this tournament, I know that if I do this, I'm going to score two or three or four or, or That's whatever. That's why, like, a lot of coaches just train to win. They don't learn it. Right. That's what I say early. Some of these guys, they're competitors, and they sometimes they roll with the regular guy, and the regular guy gives them a hard time. Right. Because they just train it to win. Then, you know, or use, to, yeah. use, use the strategy. Right. You see so many guys out there, man, they score one advantage, Man, it's the hell to fight with the guy because the guy doesn't want to fight. He usually uses the 20 seconds of the position to stall and he move ahead and pretend and pretend. Next thing you know is how many times you see people screaming like, the guy hold, well, he's moving. Yeah. yeah, but he moving, but he don't do it. Right. It's nothing, you know, so it's hard. Yeah, that's what, the stalling is, is hard to call. Even in wrestling, it's hard to call. But... I think they should be a little quicker to call stalling. Yeah, but, uh, what I think it's the, the athletes today, they want to win. Everybody want to win. Right. I understand it. Nobody it's a, like to lose or it's a good loser if this existed. I think this doesn't exist. Everybody want to lose, they, they get angry or they get <laughs> right. sad or they get disappointed, you know. Uh, but when, when you just want to win, that means you use everything what you can use to win. And then the rules have a, a holes what you can mm -hmm. use or gaps what you can use yep. to win, to build your strategy and win inside the rules. Yep. You know? Uh, I think uh, you can see today uh, 
in a few athletes, but the most of them just want to win. They, they don't want to perform. They don't want to dominate. Right. You know, they want to win. Yeah. Doesn't matter how it comes. For one penalty, for one advantage, for the DQ, doesn't matter. You know? And in my point of view, you see, I'm not taking the, the merit of the guy because just to be there and do all the preparation, step on the mat, is a lot of effort. Everybody knows it. But you can see our champions. Hi, how many fights you did? I did four fights. How you win? One DQ, one <laughs> advantage. The other guy was on penalty. Right. Oh, come on. You're right. is <laughs> irritates, man. Yeah, yeah no, it is irritating. Said the sure guy stayed 10 minutes yeah. to win by one penalty. It was 0-0 zero, zero everything. The other guy get a penalty. Right. But and you, you see uh, not one. You see many world champions like that. Yeah. You know? But it's my personal opinion, okay? I don't... I don't know if someone care about that, but my personal opinion is you should not, if when you fight a, a event in this proportion, in this size, words, Panams, Europeans, you should be there to perform, bro. You should dominate. No? I agree, yeah. You should dominate. Of course, sometimes uh, you have a hard fight, it's back and forward, you could not score, and the guy could not score, this happens. Right. But you try it. But you're moving, you're you trying, yeah, you're missing you things. Know, this yeah. is your goal. Yep. Dominate the opponent and not stall the game until the last 20 seconds and score the advantage, it's over. Right. That's a, ma I'm not saying majority, but a lot of people do. Yeah, and no. Uh, I mean, but it's like you said, it's a gap of the, of the rule applying for the person to use mm -hmm. well, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like many people train the students to win tournaments, right? Not to, to really not to take down passes, and not even to be <laughs> instructors too. You know, because a lot of the competitors cannot be instructors. You know, they can show the game, but there's a lot of gaps on that. You know. So yeah, and, I, and and I think if you've never competed or never competed at a high level, you don't have a true understanding of of kind of what it takes to get there. Because it's like you train whatever, 5,000 hours for 10 minutes or for five minutes or whatever. Like, it's that small window that you're looking for greatness in, but you put in years and years and years or even, you know, hour, hours and hours and hours like in a camp to be able to get there. So to me, no disrespect to anybody, just my opinion, like if you get on the mat and you fight like that, that you're not doing the sport justice. Yeah, you got to go to win. Yeah. For real. To fight, right? Yeah. yeah to fight. Power, yeah. power. Yeah. Always. <laughs> so, and I, and I didn't really, because I didn't know anything. It's like a two boxers. They keep looking at each other. Nobody <laughs> even throw a jab. So, <laughs> it's like a, they're dancing, you know. Like. Yeah. And that's what drew me. I didn't did draw me to this team because I didn't know what the team really stood for when I walked through the door. But as I, because I never was, and Alex can tell you, when I came through the door, I had no, um, no motivation to compete. I even told Alex, I don't want to compete. I just want to work out, train. I got two jobs. Like, I, I just want to do that. But as I learned more and more, and he's Alex is really good about um, under, making sure you understand the lineage, like sending you videos, sending you articles, things to read about, you know, your dad and, 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 and people like you and people like you so you understand that. Like, and for me, and I think anybody that gives a shit about your team, that you're going to carry that with you. Like, yeah. When you step onto that mat, um, but uh, but the style that the school had at the beginning, and I think it still has now, of just 
we're going to punish you and then we're going to submit you. It's like that kind of fits into how I want to fight always. Yeah. I mean, the, my father always on the his point of view of uh, you win is mean you go there and submit the guy. You know, you're gonna go for win, not to win for points. You know, right? Keep it moving. You know, not holding the match. So, so I think a lot of people inherit to that. And that that philosophy that you're talking about, that's taught at your school, wherever you go, like. Do you see that staying with the instructors, that, that mentality? Majority of, of the instructors. Yeah, like yeah. we're going to go out there, we're going to punish you. A lot of you. them, they <laughs> knew, so they probably not know how coordinated they are, but the majority, at least on the, the Council Police Academy. You know? Right. Yeah. So, the, so the people that show up and, and what you were talking about and not, not, uh, not trying to dominate, is that a coaching problem? I'm not sure. Uh I think the, I think this uh, this every everything you know because in nowadays have a lot of people who will stole the game against you, you know, and if you are not ready for that, you lose for one advantage. You talk about coaching. You have to make them understand what is their goal and what they should do or what they what should be the will when they step on the mat. But at the same time, you have to make them understand sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes you will face a fight to the end, 0-0, zero, zero, and the guy won't score on you one advantage only. Mm -hmm. Then you also have to teach them how to react for this kind of situation, even if this is your plan B. You know? Uh, I think the, the jiu-jitsu changed a lot during the time, and you could see a lot of people, and I hear this many times, ah, in the 90s, the jiu-jitsu was really boring. The guys stay 10 minutes inside the close guard, and this was really slow. Today, it's much more active. And then I tell the guys, okay, when you go to the rooster weight, light featherweight, they put the 50-50, put the lapper on, and stay 10 minutes in the 50-50. Which difference is it? Yeah, <laughs> there is no, 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 no difference. Yeah, there's no nothing difference. different. It's yeah, just nothing. another position, you know? Yeah. Then what I think, what I try to do in my school is, of course, we train a lot of, if you want to call it, a lot of new school techniques also, because the adults will face it in the blue belt, in the purple belt, you know? We keep training the basic and the old school techniques, okay? And you have to make them understand what is the main goal of the jiu-jitsu. It's dominate the opponent, submit the opponent, okay? But you have also to make them ready for the adversity because this will happen. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, you get one guy who won't involve you and stole the game to the end. So, coach, yeah, I, I get it. Plan A, plan B. You have to be able to be ready for all, all situations. You never know what's going to happen. Right. You know, uh, some guys come in hard, strong, try beat you to prove that they're better. And some other people, they're just going to, you know, hold, hold, hold until you get a little opportunity and then score something. And he's happy about it. 
Well, one thing I did notice watching the black belts at Master Worlds, those guys, they want to get after it. But a lot of times when you watch a younger set of black belts, they don't want to just kind of let it fly. But, but the older, like the 40, 45, 50, those black belts, at, at, like in Master Worlds, they're coming to kill you. <laughs> like like <laughs> the whole time, the, the and like watching Professor Cronin and like Sion, those guys like they're oh they're moving yeah, yeah oh yeah moving. they're gonna try and kill you like they're they those guys aren't gonna win by an advantage unless they're forced to like they're they want to punish you and then they're gonna choke you or or, or <laughs> something else and, and 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 that's what I even told Alex like I learned just so much being able to watch those guys and how they carry themselves on like on the mat and, and how they perform. And and they're both those guys when they win, they're very, very just like any other day, right? Like no big deal. Been here before. Like they raise their hand, they're not beating their chest, they're not ripping their gear, which is fine. But I, I mean I, I get that. But like they're always winning with class and then I've you know, and, and they lose the same way with class. So and I don't know if it's a generational thing, because you don't see a lot of the older black belts Acting like that, but you see more of the younger black belts acting a little uh, bit everybody more. Everybody com- always complain. Most of the people complain about something. You know? uh, you know, like uh, social media, they make a taste like you get tired just to read, explain why he didn't win. Oh, like, gotcha. that things make me sick. You know? Right. Like, hey, oh, right. because yes, I did eat my banana with honey. <laughs> so that's why I lose. <laughs> I <put> a, you know, so Instead of just saying, hey, I was the better person you, today. You win yeah. or you lose. Is, uh, you know, like. <laughs> right. So uh, that's the type of people who usually make a big show. Huh? All right. Well, a couple more questions. Then we'll wrap this thing up and get some food. If, there's w- if there is one rule in jiu-jitsu, um, if there's one rule you could change or just get rid of completely, what rule would it be? <laughs> I have to think. I mean, yeah, not an easy one. Take your time. I have to think, yeah. yeah. Well, I would just say this, okay? Um, a lot of people like to pull guard, okay? Alex made me do that after Worlds. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, when you pull guard, you have to show, like, you try to do something, okay? But a lot of people pull guard maybe because they don't know how fast, well, or they don't feel confident, and they go and wrap you all over with the lapels or 50-50, and hold it. You know, they, they, the rules kind of, oh, you try this, but you, if you're there, you know they don't try right. much. Mm-hmm. So I believe if he finished the match and it was 0-0, zero, zero, I think the guy at the top should win, my okay. opinion. You know, because you really didn't try nothing. Right. And you can see, like, you could do that. You know, like, you could try. You could, but it, I mean, the other guy really tough. The other guy, you know, in the bottom, used for a hold, but you have to show like you try to do something. Right. So, I mean, it should be not even doubted who gonna win, that's my thought. Uh, I would change the, the rule of, of 
the takedown. Okay. They they try to do like they score for the wrestling. Yeah, two. Yeah, for two. You know when uh, when when you shoot a takedown or whatever, you wind up in the third position. The guy just run to your backs, hug your backs. This is two points. Right. You know, this uh, this I think it's not fair because it's it's not really takedown. Right. You know, uh, even if the guy shake you down, this is not a clear takedown. You know, the guy shake you down. The this can happens and this have this creates some situations. You know, for example. Just block the people a little bit to shoot the legs because if they they make it wrong, they got already two points. They would then they block a little bit the the attempts right. from the top. Okay. They give advantage in the open class for the for the heavy people. If they shake you down, they put your face on the ground. That's advantage. No, no, no there's no, two yeah. points. You get advantage oh, okay, in the yeah. fight. Yeah, I mean, because okay, you're yeah. really heavy, yeah, yeah. and then you put the guy. Yep. They put the guy on the down. Yep. You know, like. Yep, run snap the down, uh, run, yeah, run uh, the back. You know, uh, I think this this is one thing what I I would put it out. You know, more like a feet to back type takedown, take, something like take that. Takedown, it's takedown. Right. Put your butt on the ground. You gotcha. Keep the guy on the ground three seconds. He could not stand. It's yep. a takedown. You know, third position, no takedown. Nothing. What about those matches that end in in zero zero? Um, would you guys ever be in favor of an o- like an overtime, like a like like a one minute, two minute overtime? First person that scores. Sometimes when it's, it's clearable, like you can see, like it's very clear, like you can see who won. Yeah, and yeah. And most so of the most of the guys, you can see what they want to do with it. You know? And and another point is, okay, overtime, and then you do an overtime, and it, the score is still zero zero. You have to take a decision. Right. Then you could take this decision. Two minutes ago, right from there, because <laughs> so, you could still stall through it, mm-hmm. so yeah, and not do anything. You know, that I don't have nothing against a 50 50 lapel, it is progressive, but the majority of the people is not progressive, they don't try to do anything, they use to hold and they pretend that they're doing something just to stay there, and maybe luckily get something, you know? Right. Something happens out of it. Good option to hold the match. Right. To stall. Yeah. I I did, like, uh, one of the rule sets, K, uh, I think it was, like, EBI or something. If you sat on your butt first, you start minus one. I do like that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's my point of view, but... Yeah. If there's nobody going to be able to pull guard anymore, you know? Right. Right, well, you if could. You you're just gonna take the, I mean, the minus you, one, right? Guard and yeah. you act it. Yeah. You see progression, like you know, you yeah. try. You <laughs> see moving, not stay in one position, holding, yeah. holding, holding. Right. Not try anything. Right. I think so. You should two points negative. Stand up again. Yep. And I think yeah. the beauty of the, the jujitsu, it's you can choose what you wanna do. Mm-hmm. If you start to punch the people to pull guard, they cannot choose anymore. <laughs> right. You are forcing them to don't do it, to right. get punished. Because minus one or whatever, just in a tough fight, this counts a lot. For sure, yeah. You know? You can lose on, exactly, on, on because yeah. of this minus one, you know? Then I think the beauty of the jiu-jitsu is it's anyone can choose whatever they want. You like lemon, I like orange, you like watermelon. Right. That's it. You do what you like more, you know? But I agree with Junior, if... If you take a decision, doesn't matter what it's your game. 
and you do something and you start to, to get passive on it, then you should get a stand back up and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Negative point or something. Something. Because if you pull guard, your, your objective is sweep, go to the back, or submit. You're right. But yeah. you don't do any of those. Stand back up. And negative point. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I'm always gonna say yeah, negative point. Keep it, keep it, because I like the the action, like the well, movement. Just take all the beauty of the action, you know. Yeah, for sure. Start wrapping the purse, the person like. <laughs> right. You know? Do you have anything you want to ask? Because I know, like you, you never. He's never done jujitsu. Uh, I was excited to start. He's <laughs> a young man. Look yeah. at him. I'm afraid all my joints would blow up. Um, well, I, I think that kind of the standard question that we ask kind of at the end of these yeah, yeah. is um, what what would you like to go back and tell your younger self? About uh, when you, you have an injury, relax and rest. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Don't push yourself. You're going to get old. Right, right. You know? <laughs> It's like a car. Suddenly <laughs> break, you have to change. You gotta fix it. You gotta or go fix it. it. Right. How, how about for you? Quite the same thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could tell me to train a little bit more. Oh, really? Yeah. Train more. More, more, and more. Apply myself because... You train like six hours a day. <laughs> in, that, in, that, in, that, in that time, uh, we had a lot of pressure because Brazil, it's... Uh, poor country, you know, yeah. dif difficult. Then you, you have to do a university to try to be in front of a lot of people to get a better job, to, to take a mm -hmm. lift, you know. And I, I have, to, in point of my life, I have to train less right. because of the responsibility. I have to work to, to make some money, plus the university, then I have a little short time to, to train. And if I knew what is happening today, but I would say forget everything. Straight jiu-jitsu, yeah. Stop a little bit more, stay a little bit more on the mat. Right. Hold a little bit back a lot of things and keep in training because this will pay off the front. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's one uh, advice I always give to the younger people. Say, look, I understand you want to train, but you have to feel your body. You know? If it's hurt, you have to take care. I have many times I show up in the gym all broke down and I continue training because I have a tournament and I mean definitely now especially in Chicago with the cold oh yeah some days I woke up my body feels like another it's a, it's a bunch of piece, piece of the body broke you know? <laughs> right. shoulder hurt knee hurt so but I would say it's a body with scars you know do you do you guys like um, like what Flow Wrestling's doing for the sport and how they're showcasing certain people and certain things stuff like that? Do you guys agree with it? Just because you've been on there a little bit, I see you. Well, I would say yes because it's exposing the sport, but sometimes I'm a little bit fanatic about you know, some guy. You know. Right. I mean, whatever strand. Train around there, they like, they explore more, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say, you know. I I I, I don't follow much. Right. You know? I'm too busy with my own organization. 
but uh, as far as I know, they are doing a great job of covering events and stuff. Because one of your black belts is kind of one of the main guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So literally, like, yeah, I'm guessing pretty good, you know? Right. We don't have that before. We couldn't be more famous. Right. <laughs> right. We have that before, you know? Right. But it's a new generation of technology. Yeah, and it's kind of good and bad, right? Because because the because the the positive would be spreading jujitsu yeah, through, yeah. throughout the world, but then you get some characters on there that don't value kind of what you're talking about and act with humility and and, and things like that, which is kind of you get the negative side of that. Yeah, I, I think the, the the work of of the flow grappling it's, it's really important in nowadays, okay? Because like Shuna told you, we we show the world what to do, okay? And for the people who like BJJ, it's one way to watch all the tournaments, oh, yeah. all the events around, awesome. you know. It's awesome. Sometimes I'm in Germany and watching the Panams here, and mm-hmm. the people who did not went to the Europeans watch in the gym our guys <laughs> fighting, you know, and everybody vibrating, vibrating for the team and right. sticking together. But at the same time, I also understand I'm not criticizing. I'm just mm-hmm. telling another side of, of the history, you know. They have to make a little bit of money if it is a business. For sure. Okay? And they start to do interviews and create own heroes. You understand what I think doesn't exist? Support some kind of behave, what they should not support. I agree. You know? Uh, because it, it's not only fighters who watch it. Kids. You know, your family are watching on your side. Your kids are watching. They are l- checking out the behave of some athletes i understand this sale this behave sale you know like we have in the ufc too yep. some fighters doing it this it's uh, it's about a business to act sometimes, yeah, exactly yeah. but it's not good for the society because the young people are getting it as an example and this is not true right you know not criticizing again they do whatever yeah. they wanna you know but in my point of view, it's not so good, this part of the job, but the orders are really important for the for the Right. For yeah, the event spread. Today, yeah. And it's, that's uh, unfortunate about most things. Like, y- you're always going to have good and you're always going to have bad. And it's, it's like, nothing have to put in the scale. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Nothing, yeah. No, no. Nothing. All the yeah. goods have the bads, and all the bads have the good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're just hoping for, for more good than, than bad. That's and, it. And, and, and good and bad, is most of the time, is the point of view. Yeah. And then <laughs> it seems like gi yeah. versus no gi's, well, no gi's become much more popular yeah, lately. Like, yeah. how do you guys feel about that? Like me, Alex always laughs because like there's a group of us that wrestled in college, like at the gym, and I'm we a, barely big, do no gi. <laughs> I'm, I'm big fan of gi. You know? Me too. So I prefer the gi. I think uh, there's a lot of events involved in no gi. Um, I mean, I just prefer the gi part. Okay. I think I think both both it's jiu-jitsu, you know. Of course, the rule set make it completely different. Totally. Even being both jiu-jitsu, they make oh, yeah. it completely different. Yeah. I think it's interesting. But if I I have no problem to watch an ogi or to participate in an ogi event, you know, right. I'm a European champion ogi. But what I love. It's the gi. What I like, it's the gi. You know? The gi is what I like more. But... (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I I like it because it's... And and the reason why, and and I don't know why you guys like so much, one, it's we're we're traditional, but two, 
it's so much more complicated. There's so much more to the gi versus no gi. It's kind of never ending. And like, yeah, I think more more techniques. Uh, so much more. Yeah, harder. It's more, it's more complex. I think you know. Yeah. It's, you are a little bit more, more under the control. The opponent can control you in many ways. You For know? sure. But. Again, I, I think no gi, it's nice too. I watch many yep. events. It's and faster. Yeah, and, it's, and it's just different. You can be a little bit sloppier. Yeah, like yeah. you can skip a couple steps, but in the gi, you can skip, yeah, skip a couple steps. You know, I have my preference, but... Yeah. I mean, in, in academy in general, um, you know, like a lot of people, especially here in the United States, they start jiu-jitsu and, you know, they want to do MMA and they want to ingress on a no gi class, but... They don't know anything, so it's uh, injury-wise, like it's very uh, difficult to keep the students healthy when they start doing no gi, mm. because it's a lot of power, you know. When you have a technique, it's one thing, but you put two white belts to do no <laughs> gi, so I mean, the probability of the get injury is very high. Right. You know, so it's so uh, myself, I understand. They want to do it, but if you ask me what I think, I usually don't recommend. Right. It's just after blue belt, you know, or at least six months or plus on jiu-jitsu, start doing no gi. Gotcha. Know? No, that makes sense. I, I, I think there's special special situations if someone wrestled in college or something, then that's a different story. But, yeah, for most people, I think I would completely agree with that. A lot that. of shoulder pressures and yeah. neck. Yeah. Not everybody have a stroke neck and shoulders neck. So. Yeah. We're fortunate to have no neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had that neck. Well, I think we're almost a couple hours in, Chris. I mean, uh, Brian, sorry. All you white guys look the same to me. It's tough. You're like, white, that, guy, that white guy looks like this white guy. Put a beard and a mustache on you. It's all kind of the same. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's it, guys. We just wanted to kind of get in here, talk to you guys about some stuff, ask some questions, and we appreciate your time. And, Coming out, and you guys hungry? Oh, yes, we are. You guys ready to get some sushi? It sounds good. All right. Thanks for the opportunity. No, thank you guys. Thank you very thank much. For, no, <laughs> thanks for meeting you guys. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have been, uh, been able to talk with you and listen. P- push that mic, Alex, as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're in, in, in Germany. Where can they find you? Or Instagram, social media, wherever. We are in Munich, pound for pound Munich. It's my own gym, and we have association all over Europe. Whatever you want, guys, whenever you want. We are in Germany or in Europe. I'm coming. One of these years, I'm coming for sure. Yeah, I'm coming. Sounds good. <laughs> That's an easy excuse. And then the man himself, you can find him at Carlson Gracie. Oh, you'll find me easy. I'm in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, from there. <laughs> and then uh, just like all these guys, you can find this podcast wherever you can find a good podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, download it. We're up to like 15 listeners now, so about 15 people probably probably listen to it. But uh, thanks again. Appreciate it, guys, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Reef Builders, winner of Best of Howls, five years running. Reef Builders is a Tempe, Arizona-based, full-service design-build construction company. What's a design-build company? It means you deal with one company for everything. Reef Builders is able to take your vision and bring it to life by drawing your plans, 
producing photorealistic, high-resolution 3D renderings of your kitchen, baths, and more, helping you design and pick your finishes, and finally, executing that vision. With their years of building experience and a superior client experience, using tools such as online project management software through their client portal that allows you to see your renovation in real time. Whether you're in town, on vacation, or living in another state, you have access to job progress photos, your build schedule, financials, and much more anywhere in the world. So if you're looking for a complete bath or kitchen renovation, a complete home renovation, a custom home designed and built, or a boutique commercial project built out, Reef Builders can deliver it. Reef Builders, your vision, their experience delivered. <laughs> 